Hi, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning into the Sheila Zielinski Show today. I want to jump into a couple things that I find truly incredible, and I would like to give a shout-out to my very good friend, Ryan, who actually stimulated this conversation with me about a week ago when I said to him, you know what these United Nations blue hats are all about? Well, he knew they weren't good. And so this kind of got me thinking, this conversation. And so I really needed to put something together to really get into this. And so I'm going to put some things together that are really going to make sense to you. I'm going to connect some dots. So let's get into it. And I want to tie this in to a very important element that I cover in my book, Green Gospel, which really I effectively demolish what people think they know about this green agenda. It's a lot deeper and darker than people think. Folks, this is eco-theology, and it is straight out of the bowels of hell itself. And it ties into everything that we're seeing going on. And how does the United Nations fit into this? You need to understand something about these blue helmets, these United Nations peacekeeping troops. These are the most ungodly, anti-Christ characters they could ever assemble together. It is a cornucopia of butchers that would think nothing of coming into the West and butchering innocent civilians. Why? Because they hate everything the West stands for. What did Karl Marx say? The most evil thing was capitalism. What does the West stand for? Free market economies. Why do you think they're pushing so hard for this diabolical Marxist agenda? Karl Marx as in Marxism. But it's much deeper and darker. And Christians should really stand up and pay attention to this diabolical, demonic agenda. And I proved that. You want to talk about the Great Reset? I talked about it in Green Gospel. If you don't have that book, jump on over there to Amazon and get it. I wish it was available in more Christian bookstores. And that's kind of a project I have this year is to make sure that thing gets into Christian bookstores all across the nation and globally because that is one frightening agenda. It really should be mandatory for every believer to read it. Now, up on your screen, now it's going to be difficult for the people listening by podcast to see this, but I want you to pay close attention of a collage that I put together on a Facebook post. This is some articles that I threw together. Let's take a look at the first article. We talked about COVID lockdowns. Well, guess what? Is climate lockdown next? The Pope and others have said, you know, With all the lockdowns, this has been really good for the planet. It's given Mother Earth, Mother Gaia, the great goddess, a chance to clean her lungs out. It's done a good benefit to the great goddess. Now, don't forget that Mr. Al Gore, one of the people I loathe very much, I call him Al Gore-rhythm. I think he created the internet, didn't he say that? Was it him or Leonardo DiCaprio that lent his smart car? No, that was the Hummer driving Arnie that lent his smart car to little Greta Thunberg. Al, actually it should be gory because some of his stuff is truly frightening. What does Al Gore say in his book, Earth in the Balance? I thought you'd find this interesting. He says, humans have become like a cancer. We need to eradicate the great goddess of her human infestation. We got to get rid of the plebs, folks. We got too many people using too much stuff, to quote Ted Turner. Well, let's take a listen to Ted, as a matter of fact. Let's, let's take a listen to Teddy Turner. Not doing it will be catastrophic. We'll have eight degrees, we'll be eight degrees hotter in 10, not 10, but in 30 or 40 years. 
and basically none of the crops will grow, most of the people will have died, and the rest of us will be cannibals, civilization will have broken down, and living conditions will be intolerable. The droughts will be so bad there'll be no more corn growing. Just like dropping bombs on each other, nuclear weapons is suicide. So we've got to stop doing the two suicidal things. We've got to stabilize the population. When I was born, no, there were so too, what's wrong with the population? I mean, with too many people. That's what. That's why we have global warming. We have global warming because too many people are using too much stuff. The Earth's warming up because we have too many people, and we're all going to be cannibals. And that fits really well, doesn't it? Because, well, check out this headline. Scientists suggest eating human flesh to fight climate change. So that'll really work well for Ted Turner, won't it? Mr. Globalist Billionaire Puppet, Ted Turner, founder of CNN. Of course he was. Well, you know, kids are cute, but they're not really that eco-friendly. Yeah, one less baby helps the planet way more than, well, say, giving up meat. Remember Spartacus Booker wants us to give up our meat and our cars. Why do you think that gas prices are astronomical? They want you driving those little smart cars and the little Priuses. They don't have room for a real car like my Uncle Wally says. A 1970 Hemi Cuda would be just about right. That's a real car, by the way. And you know, hey, you could always uh, eat bugs. Why eating insects could be the key to a sustainable planet. But what does the word of God say? Well, it says, woe to those calling good evil and evil good. Do you know that more than half of our young people don't even believe people in power are listening to their concerns? What are their concerns? Well, they have eco-anxiety. Children are losing sleep and having bad dreams. They're having nightmares over climate change. Study finds. We can always trust the government to give us a fair balance study, of course. These absolute eco-loonies, socialists to the core, they hate God, they hate the family, and that's exactly what this unholy, ungodly, antichrist agenda is all about. It's about eradicating Christianity and bringing us under a pagan form of earth worship. Maya, Gaia, Diana, Artemis, Isis, Sophia... You can line them all up, these goddesses. Mother Earth, the great goddess. we got to get rid of her human infestation. Earth has cancer, and the cancer is man. They have to get rid of the useless eaters. These ungodly baby killers, and that's what really they are. They just said, you know, kids are cute, but, you know, we don't want them. They're bad for the planet. How disgusting and appalling. Precious little babies are no longer wanted because these baby-killing butchers... Well, we already know that Planned Parenthood sells baby body parts to the highest bidder. So all these butcherous, sociopathic, murderous freaks would like you not to have children. Paul Ehrlich, in one of his books, Population Bomb, talks about putting sterilants in the water, forced abortions and mandatory sterilization programs, putting sterilants in the drinking water he proposed... And let's not even get started on Bill Gates, the mass-murdering eugenicist freak that he is, who butchered his way across the world, sterilizing millions of women. He's banned in countries, folks. And I get into a lot of Bill Gates in my expose, Demon Tech, which I will link below for you. That's a must-watch. I'm not going to get into that mass-murdering eugenicist on this particular show, but I will say he's a huge proponent of blocking out the sun to combat climate change. And what does he say? Climate change is an even bigger issue than COVID. 
Bill Gates, whose father was the head of Planned Parenthood, not surprising that all these demonized sickos are going after our kids, is it? They hate children. They support child sacrifice, selling baby body parts the highest bidder, and that ties in with the United Nations Blue Hats, because what do they do? They rape and torture children. What's different about these United Nations peacekeepers? Are they peacekeepers? Oh yeah, they're a peacekeeper, all right. A piece of a dead body here, a piece of a child's arm here. United Nations peacekeepers, a.k.a. the deeper states wannabe global military that they can use at their command. So these UN blue hats, they're infamous around the world, but not for keeping the peace. Not only do they butcher women and children and rape them, but they also slaughter innocent civilians. All across the globe, they've rampaged and butchered and slaughtered innocent civilians as well. Now, everyone probably knows that's listening to this program, the who's who of the globalist elite, they really can't impose their new world order without military force. And this is where the blue hats come in. Now, what do they have to do with implementing the New World Order? Well, let's watch and listen to a clip from George H.W. Bush and what he had to say about the New World Order and how that's going to come to be. Let's take a listen. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a New World Order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George H.W. Bush. Now that wasn't creepy, that speech, right? When we are successful, and we will be. Well, let me read you the whole entire thing that he said. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law that jungle governs the conduct of nations, when we are successful and we will be, creepy, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and the vision of the UN's founders. Wow, if that isn't absolutely right in your face. And so what is the United Nations founders' vision and promise? A global government with a powerful military force. And let me tell you something. These United Nations peacekeeping troops, these blue hats, they are truly murderous jackboot thugs that are soulless, ungodly, and absolutely hate everything America stands for. 60,000 victims of rape over the last 10 years. This is the United Nations peacekeeping troops. 60,000 cases of child rape. We're talking about women and children by these international peace troops, these United Nations officials. And thanks to, as my friend Alex Newman calls it, diplomatic impunity, nothing ever happens. They don't go to jail. They don't get charged. It's just swept under the rug. You know what? This is one of the worst crimes imaginable, hurting a child. They'll launch a full attack on anybody that tries to out these devils. They don't want you talking about pedophilia or rape. We seem to be seeing a real trend with that, don't we, in society? Every single video I've ever put up with the word pedophilia, 
Pedogate, Pedowood even. Guess what? Weirdly, they take them all down for violating community standards. Let's take a look at what happened with Anders Kampus, a Swedish diplomat and former United Nations official. He was the director of the United Nations High Commission for Human Rights between 2009 and 2016. What happened And he blew the whistle on the United Nations peacekeeping troops that were raping children? Did he get some kind of accolade? Did he get a thank you for uncovering this? No, as a matter of fact, they escorted him out of his office under, if you can get this, armed guard. Then they subjected him to a rigorous investigation. They humiliated him. They absolutely destroyed him in the public eye. They totally demonized him in the press. All the uh, UN's top officials had a secret meeting. And what did they do? In that little secret meeting in Turin, they came up with a strategy and they made this man's life a living hell. And this is a former United Nations official. He wasn't some Johnny-come-lately either. Got so horrendously bad, Compass was finally forced to resign. An Associated Press investigation revealed in 2017 that more than 100 United Nations peacekeepers ran a child sex ring in Haiti over a 10-year period and none were ever jailed. He found that over the previous 12 years, there had been almost 2,000 allegations of sexual abuse and exploitation by peacekeepers and other United Nations personnel around the world. As early as 2004, Amnesty International reported that underage girls were being kidnapped and tortured and forced into prostitution in Kosovo with United Nations and NATO personnel being the customers driving the demand for the sex slaves. Isn't that disgusting? Reporters in Cambodia, Mozambique, Bosnia, and Kosovo, letter after letter after letter of the widespread abuse of women and girls. A third, by the way, were under the age of 14, and 82% were under 18. And they said the victims were routinely raped as a means of control and coercion. 134 peacekeepers from Sri Lanka operated the child sex ring, luring children with candy, cash, and according to the Associate Press, after United Nations report incriminated the peacekeepers, where were they sent? Fired and sent packing? No, they were sent back to Sri Lanka, and not one of them served any jail time. The former First Lady of Mozambique, in fact, said in 6 out of 12 countries' studies on sexual exploitation of children in situations of armed conflict, the arrival of peacekeeping troops has been associated with a rise in child prostitution. Jita Sagal spoke out with regard to the fact that prostitution and sex abuse crops up conveniently wherever these United Nations peacekeeping troops are set up. In one highly publicized case, members of the United Nations peacekeeping was accused of direct involvement in the procurement of sex slaves for a local brothel in Bosnia. Troops in Haiti, Sudan, the Central African Republic. It goes on and on and on. Throughout 2004 to 2008, according to an internal United Nations report, over 100 United Nations soldiers were sent home for their involvement in a sex ring, but none were ever charged. At least 100 girls had said they'd been sexually abused by these peacekeepers. 
From Somalia to Congo, these UN-supported troops and peacekeepers are killing, raping, and displacing civilians on an unprecedented scale. The Congo Advocacy Coalition and a report commissioned by the United Nations itself says that for every rebel, combatant, disarmed, one civilian has been killed. Seven girls per one rebel. The United Nations-backed operations, what have they resulted in? Unacceptable cost for the civilian population, the group said in a press release. Marcel Stossel of Oxfam said, Some victims were tied together before their throats were slit like chickens. That's according to one witness. The majority of the victims were women and children, the organization said. Human Rights Watch, another advocacy organization, criticized the United Nations peacekeepers as well, saying they're literally slaughtering civilians. As reported in an article entitled The United Nations Peace Mission Fueling Violence in Congo, this is by the UK newspaper The Guardian, among the most damning findings of the United Nations mandated group of experts is the free reign given to a military commander and war crime suspect known as the Terminator. He is wanted by the International Criminal Court for forcing children to serve as his soldiers. Units under his command and backed by the United Nations mission in the Congo, what have they been accused of? Widespread killing, torture, rape, looting, extortion, forced labor, mass displacement of civilians. A Somalia-based news outlet says in the last three months alone, the United Nations forces in Mogadishu have killed more than 160 civilians and injured almost 500. And get this, they said the figures were conservative estimate because many of the victims were never taken to the hospital or even reported. In an online journal article entitled The United Nations in Somalia, Peacekeepers or Peace Killers, they're reporting the random bombings of civilian neighborhoods, people being macheted to death by these United Nations troops. And the notion that American taxpayers should finance these United Nations blue hat butchers for these atrocities, that is unacceptable. The United Nations needs to be shut down once and for all. And why? Because at least Americans will not be financing the massacres under the guise of peacekeeping. The United Nations killing civilians in Aleppo. The Human Rights Council said it had local sources say there it has reliable evidence to prove that these UN troops entered civilian homes and killed many Syrians on the spot. World Watch Monitor learned that 10 Red Cross workers were killed by these peacekeeping troops. Many Moroccan United Nations troops who are Muslims were also slaughtering civilians. Now I'm going to warn you, this one is very disturbing. In 2011, after they'd finished slaughtering protesters in Haiti, United Nations troops gang-raped a little boy on camera. How absolutely evil. Now, the only reason that it became an international scandal, they couldn't hide it because it was on tape. The president of Haiti at that time, Michel Martelli, admitted on record, yes, there was a collective rape carried out against a young Haitian. And just how did the United Nations respond? The United Nations Deputy Envoy to Haiti, Nigel Fisher, he told the Associated Press, 
We know that while there is justifiable outrage, there are also some who would use this for political ends. I'm sorry, what was that, Nigel? They're going to make the United Nations look bad because you're raping children? I mean, folks, this is just diabolical. The BBC even had to finally admit, yes, children have been subjected to rape and prostitution by United Nations peacekeepers in Haiti and Liberia. Now, this one was one of the most horrific. A report highlights the grotesque sexual abuse of a mentally handicapped young boy started when he was just eight years old and lasted for five years by United Nations troops from Pakistan. And when it was reported, the Pakistan United Nations commander, rather than reporting it to the United Nations mission, the commander decided to handle it himself. He was hoping the case would disappear since he was also abusing the boy. Kathy Clarich reports this absolutely grotesque, straight out of the pits of hell rape of this mentally handicapped little boy. This is so beyond appalling. There's no words for this. And if that wasn't disgusting enough, the United Nation force reportedly hired a kidnapper to hide their victim from investigators. So by now, you can see this united, global, blue-hatted force of absolute, ungodly, murderous sociopaths that rape and kill women and children, wreak havoc everywhere they go. What is the purpose of these devils? Well, to do the bidding of the United Nations' more broad agenda. And what is that? How about a new world order? What did we play in the beginning? These United Nations peacekeeping troops are going to make sure the new world order, the one world order, the one world global government is brought in. Let's take a listen to, in fact, right out of the horse's mouth, let's take a listen to the United Nations Secretary General, that is the big kahuna who runs the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, recently speaking at a United Nations platform. Well, let's listen right out of the horse's mouth. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought home the tragic disconnect between self-interest and the common interest and the huge gaps in governance structures and ethical frameworks. To close those gaps and to make the new social contract possible, we need a new global deal. A new model for global governance must be based on full, inclusive and equal participation in global institutions. A one world global government is the answer. In fact, let's take a listen to United Nations director, one of the American representatives responded to United Nations Secretary General Guterres, she responded to it. Let's take a listen to what she says. And I'm very glad that he did actually finally come out and say it. We are unable to cope with the pandemic that we should have been able to deal with quite easily if we had the proper structures in place. We are unable to cope with the existential threat of climate change. And we're re basically rearranging death tears on the Titanic. So I think it's absolutely essential for us to do something immediately. And I think the Secretary General was absolutely right to highlight the urgency and the necessity for fundamental change. The necessity for fundamental change. Hmm, where have we heard that one before? Shockingly, if you heard her, she said we're basically rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. COVID and climate change, they go together. In fact, just a few weeks ago, Bill Gates said that solving COVID is easy. 
compared with climate. And he has a master plan for battling climate change. In fact, he's energized by the big challenge of climate change. One of his ventures aims to spray dust particles into the atmosphere to block out the sun. This solar geoengineering project would combat climate change with a haze of some sort of sunlight reflecting particles, blotting out the sun. What could possibly go wrong? Now, if you go to the unitednations.org slash Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, there is a report by the United Nations and the Gates Foundation that presents a vision for eradicating malaria. And what does it talk about? Vaccines and gender equality. Those are some of the sustainable development goals. And let's go back to Antonio Guterres, the United Nations Secretary General. In a meeting speaking about the financing of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development at the United Nations headquarters on September 24, 2018, and I quote, Mr. Guterres concluded by saying, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation plays an important role and is a key to achieving the objectives of the Sustainable Development Goals. Bill Gates is totally in bed with the United Nations and their demonic eco-tyranny while they achieve their one-world global government. And how are they going to bring that about? With a global blue-hatted military force that'll think nothing of butchering Americans and their children. Many are radicals who were raised in communist dictatorships, and they equally hate the West and its ideals founded under godly principles. They cringe at the United States Constitution. The right to bear arms is cringe. And what proceeds after the disarmament of a populace? Mass death. So by now, you're probably starting to put some dots together. You can see the evil United Nations blue helmets. That's one component of it. But let's dig a little deeper into the very satanic, occult, evil United Nations. Let's look at another side of this. The United Nations is absolutely infused with the occult, the New Age religion of theosophy, which reveres Lucifer. The United Nations operates its own meditation room and Catholic chapel. It's used monthly by a few theosophical groups who meditate there around the changing of the moon, Mercury retrograde, and other lunic magic festivals. The assembly room is reported to contain a being called the Avatar of Synthesis. People who channel demons have done so inside the United Nations headquarters in New York City. So what is theosophy, you ask? Theosophy is a doctrine of religious philosophy and mysticism. It holds that all religions are attempts by the occult brotherhood to help humanity in evolving to greater perfection. And it begins with Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. She was born in 1831, usually known as Madame Blavatsky. And in 1875, she founded the Theosophical Society, headquartered in New York City, together with Henry Still Olcott. The present-day New Age movement is based on the teachings of Blavatsky, though some writers have described Alice Bailey as the founder of the New Age movement. So now when you consider Blavatsky and Bailey, this takes it to a whole new level. 
So Alice Bailey was an influential writer and theosophist in what she termed the ageless wisdom. This included occult teachings, esoteric psychology, astrological, and other philosophical and religious themes. She was born in England in 1880. She moved to the United States in 1907, where she focused on writing the 24 volumes of the occult. So her works written between 1919 and 1949, wide range of these esoteric occult books. They cover how spirituality relates to the solar system, meditation, healing, spiritual psychology, the destiny of nations, and her prescriptions for society in general. She says that her work was telepathically dictated to her while she was in a trance by a master of wisdom. She referred to him as the Tibetan with the initials DK and then later identified him as Dijual Kul. Yes, she channeled a demon, folks, to get her occult writings. And her writings were very influenced by the works of Madame Blavatsky. She also wrote the concept of the Age of Aquarius. But not only did she channel a demon for her writings, she absolutely was a Luciferian. And I really cover this in my book, Green Gospel, a lot more in detail. But in the early 1920s, Alice Bailey founded the Lucius Trust. The company had several components. But you know what it was really called? Well, let's, for the people watching the video, up on your screen, I found one of her books that was written in, got it up on the screen there, The Consciousness of the Atom, written by Alice Bailey. It was a series of lectures delivered in New York City. She's the author of the Letters on Occult Meditation, by the way. And look at this, The Consciousness of the Atom by Alice Bailey. And let's scroll down, shall we? Lucifer Publishing Company, 135 Broadway, New York City. It was later changed to Lucius Trust. That's right. In the early 1920s, she founded Lucifer Trust. And it had several components. The Lucius Publishing Company, World Goodwill, the Arcane School, and Triangles. And again, she published those 24 volumes of the Lucius Publishing Company. But again, it was originally called Lucifer Publishing Company. As a matter of fact, I went to luciustrust.org. You can go, go there yourself. And um, wow, I, I was really shocked. Look at this. The Arcane School. If you go to the Arcane School, check out this. The Esoteric Meaning of Lucifer. And shockingly, look at this. Let me read this to you. It's right on their own website. It says, when Alice and Foster Baylor were beginning to publish their books, they named their fledgling company Lucifer Publishing Company. By 1925, the name was changed to Lucius Publishing Company. Both Lucifer and Lucius come from the same word root, Lucius being the Latin generative case of light. Listen to this. Like the great teacher Blavatsky, for whom they had enormous respect, sought to elicit a deeper understanding of the sacrifice made by Lucifer. I mean, are you kidding me? This is right on the luciustrust.org website. So it's not me saying it, it's them. They sought to elicit a deeper understanding of the sacrifice made by Lucifer. I mean, if this isn't right straight out of the bowels of hell, I don't know what is. That's a pretty damning indictment on the United Nations Publishing Company, isn't it? But let's continue. So how does a Satan-worshipping group started by a demon channeler 
connect to the United Nations? Oh, many ways. And let me read a quote out of The Secret Doctrine, Volume 2, page 513, written by Helena Blavatsky. Let me read this to you. Lucifer is divine and terrestrial light, the Holy Ghost and Satan at one and the same time. And now it stands proven that Satan or the fiery red dragon and Lucifer or light bear is in us. It is our mind, our tempter, our redeemer, our intelligent liberator and savior from pure animalism. Helena Blavatsky, The Secret Doctrine, Volume 2, page 513. The work of Lucia's Trust is carried out through its arcane school of the occult and world goodwill. Together, they carry out what is termed the plan. You got to trust the plan, which is revealed in 24 books written by Bailey and published by Lucia's Trust. Again, remember, channeled when she was in a trance through this ascended master, Dijual Kuhl. Now, here's an interesting thing. Listen to this, what's written in her book. A new world order of global unity can only occur when nations put aside their differences in a new world order, where the earth is the central message of a diverse but common religion based in pantheism. Pantheism, folks, is earth worship. It is pagan at the core. Now, theosophy is steeped in the black arts, high-level magic, and occult. Lucifer is its god, and these high-level theosophists, they have a virulent hatred for Christians. And they have a lot of these of solar logos, which Alice Bailey reveals in one of her books, in her book, Rays and Initiation. She says, and I quote, the solar logos is Lucifer himself. Now, throughout the ancient world, the sun was worshipped in many guises as God. In Babylon, it was Nimrod. In Egypt, it was Osiris. The Canaanites worshipped Baal, Moloch, and in Greece, it was Apollo. The New Age sun god is called the solar logos, or the word, really, thereby blasphemously counterfeiting Jesus Christ. And like I said, in her book, Rays and Initiations, Alice Bailey reveals this solar logos as Lucifer himself. And this sun god is at the top of the New Age as the divine. The sun god is still worshipped by these New Age occultists. David Spangler refers to the sun god in these terms. The light that reveals to us the path to the New Age Christ comes from Lucifer. He is the light giver. It is his light that heralds for man the dawn of a great consciousness. The true light of this great being can only be recognized when one's own eyes see with the light of the inner sun. It is an invitation into the New Age. And this really is pantheism, folks. The ancient doctrine of the sun god, the solar logos, melds itself with pantheism, which is the core dogma of this entire New Age religion. And that goes back to that arcane school founded in 1923 by Alice Bailey. It's a training center for New Age discipleship through correspondence courses in meditation and the occult from its branches in New York, Geneva, London, and Buenos Aires. Now, Lucia's Trust is linked in with the United Nations. Now, this is interesting what she wrote in the externalization of the hierarchy. And this is what she writes. When the United Nations emerges into factual and actual power, the welfare of the world will then be assured. And the United Nations list world goodwill, of course, it is part of Lucia's Trust. So here's what it says on the United Nations website. 
And one of the pages from the website of Lucius Trust Group World Service has this to say about the spiritual caucus at the United Nations. This goes back to their, remember they built the meditation room for this? Well, Steve Nation, a New Zealander, has been an ardent student of the Alice Bailey teachings for over 30 years. He is a convener of the spiritual caucus at the United Nations. Barbara Valacor, a longtime student of the Alice Bailey teachings, co-convener of the Spiritual Caucus at the United Nations. The Aquarian Age community is a meditation group who get their inspiration from Blavatsky and Bailey. They get together monthly for meditation in the United Nations Meditation Room. Robert Muller, serving with the United Nations for 40 years, and he rose to the rank of Assistant Secretary General. His ideas about world government and spirituality led to the New Age movement. This is actually right in Wikipedia. Increased representation by New Age movement in the United Nations. He was known by some as the philosopher of the United Nations. He co-authored a book called The Birth of a Global Civilization, and he was instrumental in the conception of the United Nations Development Program. You know what else he created? A world core curriculum, and I could do a whole show on how frightening that is. So again, you can see the United Nations is absolutely a hotbed of anti-Christian, New Age, high-level mysticism with its one-world ambitions, its humanistic philosophies, absolutely an institution making preparations for the coming of the Antichrist. It is an end-time Tower of Babel. In the early 1980s, the Heritage Foundation, which advised the Reagan administration, published a study concluding that a world without the United Nations would be a better world. The cronyism, the high pay, the lavish expense accounts, the deep corruption, the illiteracy, and just the evil foundations is staggering. The United Nations has coddled brutal dictators, anti-Semites, state sponsors of terrorism, nuclear proliferators, and the list just goes on and on while turning a blind eye to child rape and humanitarian tragedies and just gross violations of human rights around the globe. The United Nations, let's not forget, was preceded by the League of Nations, which was formed in 1920 following World War I. The UN headquarters, of course, in New York City, but its land and buildings are international territory. It has its own flag, post office, postage stamps, a bunch of official languages, including Arabic, Chinese, Russian, French, and Spanish. And the United Nations European headquarters is in Geneva, Switzerland. The truth is, it didn't start to stop war. It didn't start to develop friendly relations between nations or help people have better lives. The United Nations is a massive, antichrist, powerful global force. It has programs dealing with every aspect of life on Earth and reaching even to the solar system. This is the International Labor Organization, the World Health Organization, the World Bank, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, the UN Industrial Organization, the Children's Fund, the Development Program, the Environmental Program, remember the good old Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and countless other programs 
It has spawned such things as the Commission on Global Governance and the New World Information and Communication Order. That's correct. It's gradually entangling itself into every aspect of man's life in every part of the globe. And of course, their number one concern, of course, is our globe's climate, right? The Global Environmental Program. Every year, where do you think the Paris Climate Accord came out and the Green New Deal? The UN is laying down the law of the land when it comes to this climate change, which is the biggest global problem on the planet, remember? The United Nations' one objective is to have the power to control the nations and to enforce its edicts. They want a United Nations world court to have real enforcement power with these blue hats as their military force. They want the UN to be world lawmaker, world judge, and world jury, along with world police. As Mueller said, as we approach the new global age of humanity, we must unequivocally proclaim and enforce and never be bypassed by any nation or group as humanity's peacekeeping force. Since the Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro in 92, the United Nations Conference has become forums for policy decision. In 1989, Robert Mueller actually preached that man is in one with the universe. We're going to witness man's reconciliation with nature. That's pantheism. In May 2001 at the Vienna International Center, which houses the United Nations, it says New Agers frequently channel spirits at the United Nations. These New Age philosophers are called light workers. In this report, Steve Rother channeled spirits that he calls light meditations. He says most of the attendees have been reading the beacons of light meditation, which are communication from spirits, and that these are passed around in the internal email system of the United Nations. Rother goes on to say that a universal energy is flowing towards changing the world. If even the majority of the planet began misdirecting energy, then the great goddess, the mother, would end the game and the cataclysmic end times would be visited upon the earth. He goes on to say men should become citizens of the universe. He said that advanced beings are coming to the aid of the earth. Now, we know, of course, the Roman Catholic Church, the Pope, is tightly in with the United Nations. That's not a big surprise. Interesting, the very first director of the United Nations Environmental Program, who was Secretary General of the Earth Summit, was Maury Strong. Remember the Earth Summit 1 and 2 in 72 and 92? He's the founder of the Earth Council. Still to this day, even though he's passed away, he has a 73,000-acre Colorado ranch called the Baca Grande, and it's a mecca for mystics. In fact, Shirley MacLaine planned to build her New Age center at Baca. It celebrates Hindu rituals in this big solar-powered, gold-domed temple, which features an alabaster statue of the Mother Divine, the Divine Mother, built by the Lindisfarne Fellowship. There is an Osiris temple there. There's another place for Taoists. And there's preparations to build a 46-story pink granite pyramid in compliance with an intergalactic leader named Commander Kuthumi, who is channeling from the planet Arturus. How about the Temple of Understanding, TOU, established in 1960, closely affiliated with the United Nations? It's accredited as an NGO. 
and has consultative status with the United Nations. The Temple of Understanding's fifth spiritual summit was held in New York City at Cathedral of St. John the Divine and was the first United Nations interfaith conference. The Temple of Understanding hosted the United Nations 50th anniversary celebration in 95. Its literature says that the Temple, that ought to tell you right there, sponsors monthly roundtables at the United Nations headquarters. What does it do right on the brochure? Reaching the objective of interfaith education and dialogue, new age mysticism, and fostering appreciation and tolerance, promoting the concept of global citizenship. Boy, we keep hearing that theme, don't we? Jean Houston. Very good friends of Hillary Clinton co-founded the Foundation for Mind Research. I'm sure she did. She's a founder of the Mystery School. Well, she's an advisor to the Temple of Understanding Conference at the United Nations. She's a featured speaker at the United Nations conferences. She served, I think, as, as a matter of fact, speaking of Hillary Clinton, she served, I think, about four years in an advisory capacity to Bill and Hillary Clinton, as well as helping Hillary write, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, the way I see it, it takes the village people to raise a child. Have you seen some of these transgender parents raising kids? She claims to have psychic experience such as contact with the Hindu goddess Saraswati and the Hindu goddess Shiva. Hmm. She teaches Gnosticism, goddess worship, Hinduism, Rosicrucianism, and is the founder of a mystery school which she admits is based on the teachings of ancient mystery schools of Egypt, China, India, and elsewhere. Let's go back to Lucia's trust again. So remember, it's on the roster of the United Nations Economic and Social Council and it's the one that maintains the room at the United Nations. Well, let's go back to Bailey for a sec. She said that fanatics will fight against the coming of the New Age. She said the Shambhala force on page 453 of the externalization of the hierarchy, one of her books, she says, and I quote, but the Shambhala force led by Lord Maitreya will destroy those who resist the New Age. They will be ejected from Mother Earth. The Shambhala force is destructive and ejective. It inspires a new understanding of the plan. This force will bring about tremendous crises, the initiation of the race into the mysteries of the ages. Bailey claimed that the United Nations would be the germ and the seed and the brainchild of the coming New World Order. And remember, Goodwill, part of Lucius Trust, an approved NGO with the United Nations Department of Public Information. Well, its transformational tool is the Great Invocation. I've talked a little bit about that before. It's a New Age mantra that is based in the doctrine of theosophy and Gnosticism. The World Goodwill website says that every man and woman needs to repeat the mantra and ask, will you join them in using the invocation every day with thought. The great invocation is a prayer to Lucifer. Let the light bear and love and power restore the plan, capital P-L-A-N, on earth. This new age, new world order has its own objectives, and there is a plan, all right. Yeah, it's called the Antichrist coming on the scene. It's a one-world government, absolutely. One-world global government and a world citizenship. That's what they want. They want the new world order to birth 
And that's the number one thing of these new age occultists, a new world religion, the United Nations of religion. Planetary citizens' prayer circles are new age positive confession. Yeah, that's right. Planetary citizens is another United Nations approved NGO. And let's talk about for a minute this frightening one, the Earth Charter. The Earth Charter is like the world's commitment to earth worship. The Earth Charter Initiative was formed in 94 to promote a new age environmentalist agenda, the Green Gospel. It was chaired by Mikhail Gorbachev, president of Green Cross International, and Maurice Strong, president of the Earth Council. Remember Maurice Strong? who was head of the United Nations Environmental Program, he convened the first international group meeting on climate change. And after the Earth Summit, he established the Earth Council, acting as co-chair of the Earth Charter. I mean, Earth Summit, Earth Council, Earth Charter. Are you starting to get a picture here, folks? He was also, let's not forget, a longtime foundation director at the WEF, as in Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, a senior advisor to the president of the World Bank, World Wildlife Fund, China Carbon Corporation. I mean, I could do a 10-part series on this guy alone. The Earth Charter Commission conducted a series of Earth Dialogues to bring together a one-world global religion, a global interreligious group of spiritual leaders. The Earth Charter's seventh principle calls for responsible reproduction, which is simply a euphemism for population control. China operates under this agenda today, forcing women to abort babies if they already had a child. Folks, this is all code word for a one-world global citizenship under mass dictatorial global government of the United Nations. Consider the United Nations Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro in, in June of 92. This was officially called the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development, UNCED. New Ager Shirley McCain spoke. Al Gore called for a new spiritual relationship between man and earth. The earth-worshipping cult in their opening ceremony featured a ship called Gaia, the Greek goddess of the earth. The conference was preceded by an all-night ceremony to worship Gaia, Mother Earth. At dawn, a Brazilian tribal high priestess led the worshippers to the edge of the ocean where they offered where they offered gifts to sea goddess, identified as the queen of the seas. The Rio Declaration, which states a very radical environmentalist agenda from which we get Agenda 21, was referred to as a sacred text. So take all this together and think of the United Nations linking with every New Age organization on the planet. By the way, do you know Margaret Sanger was a member of the Theosophical Society? The founder of the baby butchers themselves. Folks, by now you can see the United Nations is one of the most diabolical, foremost incarnations of the end-time Antichrist agenda on planet Earth. And going back to George H.W. Bush's speech, the founders, remember he said the goals of the founders. What is that? Making preparations for the coming of the Antichrist. Folks, the United Nations is the Vatican City of evil. It is the epicenter of evil on this earth. And so now that you've put the dots together, you can see the United Nations is absolutely evil. High-level occultism, New Age, is the underpinnings of everything United Nations. 
The United Nations needs to get shut down. Again, the most diabolical, evil, demonic organization that's intertwined itself into everything on planet Earth. And I think by now we can establish that it is truly the epicenter of pure evil. I hope you enjoyed this expose. Please reach out to me at SheilaZelinsky.com and make sure you go subscribe to my e-newsletter. And if you'd like to support, all that information is over there at SheilaZelinsky.com. Make sure that you do subscribe to both my podcast and my YouTube channel. All that information, including my social media links, are over there at SheilaZelinsky.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you soon. God bless.